You are listening to Not Another Green Podcast, the sustainability podcast where we take questions from our lovely audience members and ruin everything by giving our answers. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Another Green Podcast. It could be the second mini, it could be the third mini. We don't know at this point. Let's go with the flow. But anyway, today with you, you have me. In fact, you have the full team. You have Steph, Inigo, who's freshly turned 27. Hi, Inigo. Yeah. Uh, feeling old. Yeah. Okay, good. Nacho. And Nacho, who's not turned 27 yet? Uh, no, no, not yet. Uh, life. He's the, he's the youngest. <laughs> the youngest of the team. The youngest. The jo- oh, come on. <laughs> Let's not start with corrections of the language here, because otherwise it's yeah. going to take a while, you know? No, I'm not correcting you. I love it. Okay, okay, fair enough. Anyway, so... Today we have a question from our lovely audience members and... Not only that, it's for our best fan, I would say, so far. Our biggest fan yeah. so far, yeah. yeah. I would say it's the only one, but it's not because we have There's a, a lot of, of fans. Yeah, yeah. Members of our family, yeah, people I, that we really push. Uh, I cannot go for groceries and, and talk because people start like, oh, it's the voice. Yeah, yeah it's the, the voice. <laughs> they hear you talking yeah. at the till and they're like, wow, are you the guy? You do have a great voice, Nacho, actually. Oh, thank you, you Really too. nice, really uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess this is a good moment to play the question. Yes. Woo-woo. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I have a question for a podcast. Um, so, yeah, the basic topic would be, is screen growth a lie? Um, so, as you mentioned in your previous episode, that there is more to sustainability as a carbon footprint. Um, so even if the carbon footprint gets reduced by green energy, um, other natural resources will still get exploited and uh, therefore other aspects of sustainability uh, still suffer. So if capitalism needs growth to exist, um, how can it be sustainable in any way? Or uh, in other words, how can uh, there be endless growth on a finite planet. Um, yeah, would be really happy if you could discuss it. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you so much for your question, Jens. That I think needs breaking down into a few parts to be able to answer it. So I think the first part of that there is, is green growth a lie? And what do you think about that, Nacho? Like, firstly, maybe something about like the definition of what green growth is. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't dare to make a definition as I'm not an expert. However, I will encourage everyone to check out the work of the Academia in Green Growth because I think it's important to see the perspective from someone that supports directly the, the, the strategy. But in our opinion, green growth will be the, like it will be translated to our society in the electrification of the net, uh, renewable energy use, and we can maintain our status or our way of doing things our production model, but with zero damage to the environment or with a balance through the technologies. Yep. So even things like decarbonization and things like that. And it's the way you talked about it there. And I think that's a good point is it is almost like camps of people that support different things. So green growth is kind of a, what do you say, like a theory? I don't know, like a, yeah. a certain line. of a, Yeah. The mainstream one, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a group of people that believe that we can continue to grow, but by switching the way that we power things to a more sustainable method. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the 
the easy way to uh, to maintain a business as usual, right? Because exactly. it's like, yeah. okay, we have been doing this uh, for a while. We just need to improve it a little bit, you know, just put electrification here and there and something would be... Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like so we'll s- some people will argue that green growth is the comfortable solution for everyone as it has better understanding in the political view and in the company's view because we are not attacking the structural problems that has come to today's uh, yeah so good point that was he was saying also the carbon tunnel vision like only focusing in carbon emissions but not focusing in all the harm that we do to ourselves and to our environment so in so many 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 ways yeah and i think that leads on to kind of the second part of the question there which was about well what he alluded to was the kind of rare earth materials that if that's what we call them that are needed maybe for like solar panels and wind turbines so the fact that even if we are using less carbon there's still a lot of natural resources some of them that are very very rare that we're going to need more and more of so how can we keep growing yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of um the challenge right because it's like to what to what extent can we solve a problem without causing another problem somewhere else uh and it's not only like the electrification of 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 transport or or, i don't know or, or industry or whatever because it's like also, we all talk a lot about uh, agriculture in, the, in this podcast. Oh, and it's here also we like go again. We thought we'd left that behind. <laughs> um, and that's like, it's, it's, it's uh, then when you start facing all these kind of trade-offs from one side of, oh, I put a PV panel, but also there's like these rare materials. It's like, uh, to what extent can we actually fix the problem with the way we have been trying to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also we need to think that the academia is aware of the limitations, like the the, the students or researchers that don't, that have carried out with these models and has results on green growth, like inside the parameters of green growth thinking. Uh, they are aware of the limitations in materials, in uh, the damage that we cause to the environment, but what they say is that those damages are feasible. You know, like we can work with those damages. Okay, yeah. And that's the problem that Academia says that, companies and politicians says, ah, okay, so we can play with this. Let's try to open a little bit the window. It's like in uh, Don't Look Up in the movie when they are having the conversation with the uh, uh, president of the United States and she's like, okay, so you say 99% probability of this is happening. We can work with that 1%. Let's think about 25% that is not going to crash the meteor on us. So that's the problem, that the ball starts going on and the snowball effect is insane. And at the end, what we have is, oh, you were a tote bag? Don't worry, you are saving the planet already. And we are cherry picking a lot in this process and uh, avoiding a lot of uh, associated uh, problems and processes that are here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also just thinking as well, like the amount that we have to reach for these materials is starting to get a bit scary. Have you seen all the deep sea mining stuff? That really scares me. It's like we're running out of these materials in places that we can reach. So now we're exploring, drilling into the deep ocean where we've never been before to try and get metals and things. Quite scary. The lengths we'll go to. Yeah. And also um, another fact that is also key, uh, it's uh, like social and economic problems because this is not only a environmental issues right like yeah. also like addressing the fact that if we start like mining or putting pv panels in spain i think Nacho, you always uh, said about this like yeah creating <laughs> spain as the the solar farm of europe of these kind of things you yeah. know it's not the the best approach for for economies and also like how can uh, developing countries uh even pay for these technologies like 
Yeah, and also like, I mean, at the end, I think we are like having this mindset of techno optimism that we think that always is going to come a technology that is going to save our problems and probably that is not going to happen. Like we need to also play with the cards and these scenarios that says we are not going to achieve these technologies. Those technologies are not good for the environment. And also we need to say to the people, do you really want this technology for doing these concrete activities? Like, I don't know, like the PV panels in Teruel, they said, we don't want them, they are going to destroy our land, and the energy is not needed. Like, for sake. <laughs> like, wow. like, we are implementing technology in places that are needed for other things, and it's yeah. all about growing and growing more. Yeah, well, that is a perfect segue into the, the final part of the question, which was kind of a bit more about capitalism, like that model, how... How this also links to degrowth potentially, which maybe as we spoke earlier about there being a kind of camp of certain thoughts, often green growth is pitted against degrowth. So maybe this is a good moment to talk about how this links to capitalism, how we perceive growth, what the alternatives are. So degrowth, Nacho, do you want to introduce that a bit and we can discuss? Okay, well, again... Uh, I will encourage people to go to the literature and check the people and the, the academics and other uh, activists that are working in this area. We are just three people that are trying our best. <laughs> yeah, and, of course we are. And probably we make mistakes. But at the end, as I understand, the growth is a broader perspective of the problem. Uh, it's taking the full picture or at least trying to take it. It has currents like ecofeminism uh, till the native uh, indi or indigenous uh, uh, people problems. Uh, it's taking social, environmental and economical perspective. It's trying to go farther than the efficiency or the production model. And it's saying, okay, Let's play with the cards that we have today, what we need to do. So some people need to degrowth and other people need to grow. Like academia is aware and professionals are aware. The thing is that who needs to do what? Yeah. And I think for degrowth, it's now more about lower. So green growth is kind of let's con continue to consume exactly how we are. And I think degrowth starts to think more about producing less, consuming less. So thinking of alternative methods of consumption yeah 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 it's like mm, this all these kind of green growth uh, scenarios are not proven that they're gonna work so we need to think about something else uh, and I think the growth I mean for me having it as a practical terms is like let's let's try to kind of uh, yeah decouple our our lifestyles from consumption somehow like yeah we don't need to consume more and uh, um, we can also, let's say, be be happy with with less, which is also kind of a growth, but more like a personal growth uh, or of, yeah. <laughs> of values, let's say. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. Sorry. Maybe we like we don't. I mean, this kind of also like serving models or uh, promoting more public transport and less private owning exactly. things. It's a kind of a way to to address that. Yeah, I mean, at the end, like the users, we can do a lot, but the blame is not on us. Like individually, we cannot do anything. Like we can go more for collective things like public transport or sharing cars or sharing transport mobility, uh, doing uh, groceries with local markets and local consumption. Uh, there is a lot of ways, like like think about uh, circular economy that is a green growth uh, framework. Uh, the three inner circles are never treated. You never hear about repairing, uh, reuse or replace uh, the activity. Like you always 
think about recycling. Why is the most uh, uh, harmful process of the four of them? Yeah. Why we are doing this? So yeah. at the end, the problem is a structural. The problem is the way we conceive uh, consumption and production, massification of the resources, and also we need to think that this is the perspective of Western community. We need, of to, we need to we need to understand like I invite like you said before the mining I invite everyone to Google quite fast mining like in open spaces in Congo or or in Uganda and and, and you will freak out like the the images like the labor conditions of these people are insane only for us to have the technology that we are using for New recording iPhone. this podcast yeah of course and is and this is not about to everyone feel bad we have what we have let's talk right now we need a new iPhone next year. Maybe not. Yeah. And actually, I would argue, and I don't know if this is part of the definition, but I think, so if you have green growth and degrowth, I still think that degrowth relies on some sort of concept of economic growth in a way. It's still somehow tied to, you know, financial things. And some of the things that we'll be discussing in the next episode are more, yeah. are these the only two ways for society to continue to evolve? Why have we tied growth to purely economic terms when actually growth could be in human well-being or improving conditions Definitely. you know across the world why is it that gdp which we're going to be talking a lot about yeah. uh, in the next episode why is that the only indicator that we have for progress um so i think even green growth degrowth is too narrow we should be talking about what is growth and does it have to be just economic Okay, so to summarize, should we go back to the original question and what is green, well, is green growth a lie? Uh, in my opinion, I don't think it's a lie. I don't think no one is trying to lie on us or trying to sell us something that is not feasible. I think they really think with their models that it's working and it will work. Uh, everyone is making the same efforts as, as everyone. Like, like green growthers, degrowthers, we are in the same boat. The only thing that are difference between the approach. For me, green growth is more a liberal way, individualistic way of saying uh, consumers will have these chances to up, up, upgrade and states will have uh, to help. And the growth is more a organized way of saying, okay, probably we are going to collapse. Let's see how we collapse all together in this boat. So more or less, like at the end, <laughs> I like that. Let's see how we end, all collapse. Yeah, at the end, as J uh, Jason Heichel, that I uh, recommend a lot. Well, I recommend to read it. Uh, uh, he said that collective desire and human thrive cannot be led to the decisions of the market on the one percent of our society. That means that in green growth society, we will depend on the economic activity of the people that have the money to do such economic activity. So if they decide PV panels is the best solution, you will have a PV panel. But if they decide that we still can rely a little bit more in carbon, we will rely on carbon because we are not taking that decision at the end of the day. That's scary. Thanks yeah. for that. Enigo, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, not much because uh, I think uh, Nacho's definition is already quite quite accurate. Um, I would say like uh, it's kind of more in, in, in practical terms from the from the from the vision of a, of a person in, in his life. Uh, could be a little bit complicated of, of imagining what degrowth will imply, and I think not not even the people that uh, promote degrowth really knows. But uh, somehow, to it's it's good to think about these things in terms of uh, of the people that uh, believe that yes, the problems are going to be solved just by uh, 
by technology and by including renewables or, or circular economy or recycling of these things, that maybe there's a, this n that's not enough somehow. And then you have to think through uh, all these topics that we're talking about, that if the system actually uh, feasible to be operating in the terms that we're doing today. So, I mean, it's a question that we, we don't have here, but I think no one does until, until the near future. And also I think like, so far, my understanding is that the green growth uh, has not been proven to be working because we are not achieving the goals that we have uh, so far. Uh, you can read the IPCC report uh, if you want. Uh, it's really long. If you want to see how bad things <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, but, really, yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. We can talk about this in another, another episode, episode. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, actually, to go back to the question, I think green growth is a bit of a lie, to be honest. Or not a lie, I think it's false hope or it's an easy way out. I think there's a lot more that needs to be done as well as to put all your hopes on technology. And I think this discussion around capitalism and whether it can be sustainable is a bit of a false way to like move society from now. I think we need to put the focus more on well-being, equality, sustainability, yeah. and refocus the argument in that way. And I think that is what we should be aiming for rather than investing loads in technology and continuing to produce as much as we always have. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Embrace technology, but not at any price. Exactly. Yeah. Not growth at all costs. Exactly. Okay, so I hope that answered your question, Jens. Hope you enjoyed our response. And we have a really exciting next episode, actually. We have yeah. a pretty famous guest, I'm yeah. going to say. Pretty yeah, famous. Uh, like, I'm really, like... We are so excited, yeah, basically. Yeah. We can't contain it's ourselves. It's too much for the level of this podcast, to be um, fair. But yeah. uh, we will try to embrace it somehow. Yeah, so we have one of the leading thinkers in this area of changing the way that society thinks about growth. I mean, I think he would argue that we shouldn't even be talking about growth, but we're going to leave that to him in the episode. Exactly. So we will be interviewing the author of Replacing GDP by 2030, Dr. Hookstra. So if you really want to be prepared for the episode in the best possible way, give the book a read. It's really revolutionary. I think he's yeah. going to give us a lot of updates on how his thinking has changed since then because it was from 2015. But yeah, it's something to really look forward to. We're super excited. We're very starstruck. And yeah, it's going to be a treat. Yeah. So see you then. Nice. Bye. Yay, bye.